All right. Hey, everybody. This is Jay Carter. I've had some guests, but we don't have the guests here after all. If I ever ask you to come on as a guest, please do me the favor. And if you can't make it and I call you the day before to confirm, please let me know within, a, I don't know, hour or two that you can't make it. Not 12 hours later. Oh, yeah, I can make it because I'm probably going to reschedule something. So I rescheduled someone else. The other person said, I really like to do this. and I really want to show what we got going on. I was like, okay. And then canceled the other person and then the last minute oh you know what you're right i can't make it <laughs> so anyways i guess i'm going to talk about wine and i it's okay and I, I don't mind that you hear my paper rustling a little bit i got my little notes here for different things but there's a, always a million things to tell you about wine so i'm always asking a million questions about what should we have with this or what should we have with that and and um so anyways, I want to go over a few different kind of things with the white wines. Sparkling wine, some of the aromas that you, you'll probably get are some flavors you might get is some apple, a little bit of pear. Sometimes it's a little yeasty. It's a little bready. Yeah, it has this bread undertone to it, and it should be a medium body to it. So it's not too sugary. And by the way, if you like really, some people like say they like sweet. If you like sweet and you like sparkling wine, you can go with a demi-sec or sec. Those are the actual sweet ones. Brute and dry is just the taste and the flavor profile. So there's, I believe, six different classes of uh, sparkling wine, so you should read it. And when people see extra dry or, or brute, it doesn't mean it's going to be super dry, like it's going to dry out in your mouth. It's just not going to have that, it's not going to have as much sugar content. It's not going to be super sweet like you'd get out of a demi-second sec. Okay, Sauvignon Blanc, also called Fumé Blanc, also known as Sancerre, if you're in the Loire Valley of France. A little bit of herbaceousness. And um, some grassy, some hay, some citrusy type notes like that. Well, grapes, obviously, a grapey, fruity type smell. And it should, the body should be like a light to medium. I'm not going to go with a huge flavor profile. I'm just going to go over the basics. That just makes sense and, and make it simple for everyone to know. Okay, I'm feeling like having a salad, okay? If you're, if you're having a salad, I want to go with a, a light, light wine or a medium bodied wine. So, and I'll go over mouthfeel another one of these days. And we'll probably do some videoing and some tasting on that time. Chardonnay, you're going to get a lot of, if it's in the stainless steel, I have these notes here, and basically it says, aromas and flavors, pear, apple, oak, buttery, creamy, but that's not kind of how it works. It's, it's Chardonnay, but it depends on what it's, how it's stored. On a Chardonnay, it really depends, and I, I, I have some friends that say, I hate Chardonnay. I hate Chardonnay. Chardonnay sucks. And I have people that love Chardonnay, and what you're not liking, Chardonnay is, is an amazing, amazing grape, and typically when you're having a champagne, or sparkling wine, or a cava, you're drinking Chardonnay, especially if it says Blanc de Blancs. Blanc de Blancs is a Chardonnay. That's all Chardonnay grapes. So it's just funny when people say, I hate Chardonnay, but they drink sparkling wine. So just keep your mind open when it comes to wine. Don't to say, I don't have this. I won't have that. And, and just try different stuff. You might not like Chardonnay made in Napa, but I don't know if it's even that. So you can't even, even saying regions is, is a little difficult because you might not like a winemaker's style. And so you might like the grape and the varietal, but you'll taste something and it tastes like dog shit because this, you know, John Doe Sellers makes a shitty Chardonnay. Anyway, I'll get, I'll go off on that rant in a, in a little bit. But um, basically when you get the pear and the apple, you're typically, you're probably going to have your, your Chardonnays stored or, or cellared, whatever you want, however you want to put it. But anyway, uh, what I want to get to with the uh, Chardonnays is you got to remember um, the pear and appleiness. You got the stainless steel vats. You got the, or the stainless steel containers, which is going to give that pear, the apple, the crispness. Now, if you're talking about buttery, you're talking about secondary malolactic fermentation. And all I'm going to say is Google it. Don't listen to me and just check for yourself. It's, it's really simple. Creaminess, 
It's what we call lees stirring. Again, Google it. But basically, we're stirring up the sediment with the wine itself, and it gives us this creaminess. And it's basically the yeast body cells, the dead, the dead cell bodies of the uh, yeast. It gives it that creaminess. But it, it tastes good. As long as it tastes good, you're going to get a lot of medium notes to heavy notes in the body. Uh, Vonier, I'm going to get back on, on track. I'm looking at the list. I have it here. I'm going to try to stay on track as much as possible. But Chardonnay is such a big one that people say they love or they hate. And Sonoma, you can have a Sonoma-made um, Chardonnay, and it could taste totally different. In, in fact, from the same exact vineyard with two different winemakers. So try it. Try out different ones. Try a whole bunch. Have a few friends over we have summer coming, you know, so on Sunday, maybe maybe you guys want to try three or four different bottles and you guys all make a deal. Hey, man, don't bring a Chardonnay, nothing over 20 bucks. And just try it all from Sonoma and just try it out. Doesn't have to be crazy and just learn to enjoy stuff, okay? One that we don't hear about too much in California is called Vonier. And Vonier has a more florally notes. Women love it. And I like it too. And that's maybe why I'm lisping lately. I love the Vonier. It's delicious. But anyway, it's, it's very floral. You're going to get a lot of peach on the nose, apricot, um, a little bit of the a more macerated type fruit. It's peri, it's fruity, but Vonier is, is pretty tasty. It's uh, medium bodied. It's it's up there a little bit heavier than a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, not as strong as a, as a Chardonnay, but uh, Vonier is, is pretty excellent good stuff. Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio or Grigio if you're Italian. Pinot Gris, France. Pinot Grigio, Italian. Same shit, different day. Crisp, a lot of pear, peachy, apricot. That's like taking a Sauvignon Blanc and a Vonier and making a baby. And, and Pinot Gris or Pinot Grigio is probably one of the best ones. It's one of my favorites to drink, especially if you're doing a morning, early morning hour drinking. <laughs> shouldn't say it that way. Maybe I should say like 12 o'clock in the afternoon and you just want to have you just want to have something and it's just it's relaxing that's a pinot grigio is one of those ones that you could just have during a, a business lunch or business meeting or just talking with somebody just like you do coffee this country doesn't seem to do it as much as they do in france because we're so i'm going to go off the the script again but we're, we're just we're so uh there's bars on every corner you can go down a street i shit you know you go down any main street in america and you're going to find places or I should say California, not everywhere in America is that way, a lot of dry states, but you're going to see all this alcohol, 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 but don't you dare drive a car and don't you dare tell the cop you had a couple of drinks. So it's kind of weird. I know we have to be strict on drunk driving, but I mean, our Uber system is getting better. I, I Uber even if I brought a coffee and I wasn't sure if I was going to drink today. I brought one in the, uh, in the, in the pack, but I decided to be a good boy today. But we have all this alcohol in our society, but we're also told don't do it, but do it, but don't, but do it. But don't do it. <laughs> so it's a little strange, really strange to me. Getting back on script is one called Pinot Blanc. And Pinot Blanc is, uh, again, that pear, apple, and floral. And uh, we just don't try things enough because you're going to get the same types of subtleties that are in these different kinds of wines. And you might actually find out, especially in California, that a Pinot Blanc is, is a lot cheaper. Or a Vonier is cheaper than buying a typical Sauvignon Blanc or Chardonnay because nobody knows what it is. So the winemakers aren't able to demand that big price. It's not in high demand. So you can get the, a good quality, like I said, Pinot Blanc that still has those, that peach or that pear floral notes, you know, that are in it. And it still has that medium body of a Chardonnay, but you're not paying that big price. Get the same thing for $14.99 that you'd pay for $35 just because one says Chardonnay and the other one doesn't. Chenin Blanc, another one, there's a lot of the peaches on it. Some taste like a stewed peach. Some just have this this ripe yellow peach type smell depending on if it's usually typically in a french barrel french neutral oak and it gives it this light 
taste, but it's delicious. That's another early afternoon, <laughs> good tasting white wine. And I, I mean, I just like white wine around, around this time of time. It's like one thirty in the afternoon today. And I would say it's, it's white wine is always a good go-to. What I like about white wine or what I like about wine in general is I, last night, like I said, I had a Kentucky mule, but if I drank a Kentucky mule at one o'clock in the afternoon at any, any restaurant or any place, they'd be looking at me like, dude, look, look at that alcoholic over there. Or if you sit there with like two or three shots of tequila, they're like, oh my God, look at that guy over there. You know, and it's one of those things you can't do. You can't just have shots of vodka. You can't just drink alcohol like that. If, if you see a woman and she's, you know, 30 something and she's wearing this red dress and she has this margarita at the bar that says, it screams to me, I'm single and ready to mingle. And I'm, I'm just trying to have a few drinks and hopefully some guy comes up here and pays for them. I mean, I mean, this is a different society, but still, it's just one of those things that says I'm out here, I'm drinking and I have time for someone to make time for me. That's what I see, some sadness in some people, sometimes at bars or, or uh, establishments. But when you have a wine in front of you, you have a white wine, tattoos or no tattoos, bald head or no bald head, people look at you like, oh, that's classy. White wine, you just get away with it. White wine during the daytime, you just look like a classy individual who's drinking and having a conversation with people. You put anything else in front of me, and I look like a freaking sloppy alcoholic at 12 in the afternoon. They're like, geez, man, does he know the time? It's, it's horrible. What a drunkard. It's probably a gang member, swastika caring dude. But, you know, who knows? It was going back on script again. So, Gewurztraminer, another one that's that's not really well known. Um, you know, the cousin of the uh, Riesling. But it's uh, get a little bit of um, lychee nut or lychee, depending on where you're from. But lychee has this, like, milkiness to it. It's really sweet, really delicious. Not sweet like uh, American candy sweet, but this nice fruity sweetness. That's Well, it's a lychee nut, so it's effing sweet, I don't know what to say. So, and then you get a little bit of spices like a... God, which I hate that my notes say spices because the problem with that is what kind of spice. So I'm going to go with a nutmeg-ish type spice that reminds me of it. And um, you get a little bit of sometimes rose petals off of it. Um, I don't know why I wrote that, but it's there. So I don't know what I was drinking that day. Maybe I was in cloud nine thinking about some fancy, handsome monk, young man or something. I mean woman. I mean woman. See, I'm lisping. I'm saying young man. <sighs> What's the matter with me today? I'm going to go get a pedicure and think about this. Anyway, <laughs> um, so anyways, next is uh, Riesling, which you're going to get some notes. And I'm going to talk about Riesling for a couple seconds here as well. Um, going to go, I'm going to, here I'm going to go with the script at first. Riesling, you get some apple, you get some lemony, some floral, some apricot, some fruitiness. Um, and it's really light, but it's also missing when you first smell a Riesling or a Gewurztraminer sometimes. You're going to get a little bit of a petrol, as they say in Britain and England, or this smell of gas on top of it. And that doesn't mean anything's wrong. So I've actually had people when I worked at a restaurant that said, you know, this is something's wrong with this. It smells like there's gas or something that that's a typical Riesling Gewurztraminer, especially German. That's what you're going to get. And that's proper. That's the way it, it smells on the nose, but that's not what it tastes like. It's, it's just weird. The, the cool part is uh, Sauvignon Blanc. I have some that I shit you not, man. You smell it and it smells like cat piss. It's literally smells like cat piss, but you're going to, and everyone knows this. We, we, we know the smell, but no one likes to say it. They're like, oh, it has this weird acidy type smell, but it's cat piss. It smells like cat piss. No, I don't own a cat, but I do know what cat piss smells like. And it smells like cat piss, but then you taste it. You're like, oh man, that's really good. It smells nothing like what it tastes like. That goes with a lot of things in life, but I'm just saying. 
So anyways, uh, one of the things that people also uh, don't realize is uh, when they're buying Riesling, and this is for the average Joe, this is not for people that live in fancy Beverly Hills. But anyways, um, there's five different kinds of classes. Maybe it's six. I'm doing this off the top of my head, not on my notes. I'm kind of kind of going off my notes for a second. And when people see Riesling and they think, oh, wow, that one's too sweet. Um, there's diff five different classes in Riesling alone. And there's Cabinet, K-A-B-I-N-E-T-T. -T. Cabinet is the lowest amount of sweetness. And it's really hard to understand German wines because German is going off of, uh, they can take the exact same grapes and they age them in different processes, different styles, different times. So this one box is the one they call, it's called cabinet lowest, I shouldn't say grade, it's the lowest amount of sweetness. It goes really well, well, I'll talk about the next one too, but it goes really well with a lot of like fish type dishes that some Asian cultures might have. But um, cabinet, the next one is called Spätlasse or Spatlesa, depending on if you're Eastern Jewish, German or Western German. But Spätlasa is the, the second one, S-P-A, with a little two little dots on top of the A. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, anyways, S-P-A-T-E-L-E-S-E, Spätlasa is how you say it, Spätlasa Riesling. And it's a slight sweeter than the Cabinet Riesling. And um, that one is actually really good because it's slightly sweet. It tastes really good with tuna, especially if you're eating like a sashimi or a sushi. Man, it's... It, I, I throw, put away my sake and I use the Shreilasa Riesling slight sweetness, but like I said, really clean going down. It, uh, it's not too crazy. Third one is called uh, Um Auschlesa is, again, the sweetness that goes up. After that is Trolken, Trolken beer and Auschlesa, and then ice wine or ice vine, which is the sweetest, super, super sweet, a lot of sugar content. And that's what it all, it's all about. And they just basically let these grapes sit there. And sit there and sit there and sit there and they become they become raisinated and obviously they're super sweet concentrated and then they basically um, squish the shit out of them and then the syrupiness comes out and they put the yeast in with that and that gives it that sugary content called bricks b-r-i-x and basically these yeasts just eat this really sweet stuff and there's a lot of excess sugar so this is called trockenbier and aufschlesa or ice wine is the highest one but trockenbier and aufschlesa and and ice wine, super, super sweet. And they can literally last one of the few wines that can last 100 years as a white wine. And they can store them. At, the oldest I've had is probably a 75, 79-year-old um, ice wine. And it was it was amazing. And it still could have cellared for a long, lot longer time. Okay, so there you have it. That was episode 15. And it was white wines. I, I apologize for all my skips and my edits and my uh, um, uh, repeats. But I try not to... Uh, edit as much as possible. So you have them all in there, all my little things off the top of my head without a script. I just write down basic notes, Chardonnay, Vanilla, Pear, Sauvignon Blanc, Cat Piss. That's how I write them down, that's all you get. So I just do everything off the top of my mind. I probably, I'm sure I got things wrong. I'm gonna have the uh, wine police after me telling me, oh, you forgot to mention this and you didn't do this and Trockenbeer Auschlesa is not pronounced correctly, blah, blah, blah. But it is what it is. Hopefully you guys enjoy it, and uh, stay tuned for episode 16, which will be on red wine, and then we'll have a pretty neat uh, uh, sommelier guest sommelier coming in for episode 17. Take care, everybody. Talk to you later.